Welcome to It's a Slate of Mind with Allison Hazelden. This is the entertainment industry's video podcast, where we spark honest, unfiltered conversations within the community about things we're all thinking about, but don't talk about enough. I invite you to join my circle of friends, both new and old, as we tackle the industry together. Hey guys, it's Allison Hazelden here, and it is episode 31, which means that it is our last episode of season two. And I am so overjoyed by the response that we've had this season uh, from our first ever live event to hosting amazing, incredible guests and joining together to make positive, actionable steps in our careers. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I love, love, love making this podcast and hope to do so for many more seasons. Um, And I love hearing from you. So thank you to everyone who has provided feedback and suggestions um, and participated in my many, many polls on Instagram this season. Um, I really, truly do make this show for our community. Uh, This isn't a show that I'm doing (laughs) just for me. Um, I want it to always be uh, a gift and a service to you. So if you haven't participated or haven't sent in your thoughts and um, requests yet, feel free to do so. I love hearing from you and um, thank you to everyone who has contributed thus far. So in the spirit of Thanksgiving, our final weekly challenge of season two is let your tribe know how thankful you are for them. And for anyone who just rolled their eyes at me because this week's challenge is cheesy, I see you. You better believe I just sensed that across space and time. And you know I am all about the cheese, so just just, just do it. Just get on board with me and do this. Um, gratitude is a huge part of my life, and I think it's really important that we not only take time to be thankful on our own, in our own little moments, but to actually express that gratitude to others. We don't tell the people we care about how much they mean to us enough. So this week, make a list of five friends or supporters in your artistic family and let them know that you see them, that you love them, and that you appreciate the impact that they make on your life. It can be a quick text, a phone call, letter, AIM message, pigeon mail, whatever you want. Uh, but I promise you it will mean a lot to them and bring your tribe even closer together. All right, let's jump into the good stuff. So this subject today is a really, really, really important one. Um, I was considering doing another roundup like I did for the end of season one, Um, kind of like the top five things from the season and all of that, but I figure you guys can make that list for yourself. Um, And this subject is something that I think needs to be talked about. And I just couldn't wait for, for another episode. So we're talking about it now as the finale of season two. Um, artistic loss is something that I myself have experienced several times over, and I know has impacted every single one of my friends who identifies as an artist. Um, if you've yet to experience artistic loss and have come to listen to this episode to prepare for that fateful day, good on ya. Know that that day will come, um, but that it'll be okay. And if you're no stranger to it and are looking for a new plan of attack, I I hope this is a gift to you. Know that you're not alone. So let's hit it. Not a single one of us is immune to the feelings of hurt and disappointment and a sense of loss when our hopes and expectations aren't met in this life. 
But artistic loss hits just a little bit differently, doesn't it? So for those who might not be following me here, here are a few examples of artistic loss. Ever felt like that role you auditioned for was you? Like it had to be yours. You've never connected more to something so, so, so much. And you felt great about your audition. And you know you're not supposed to get attached to auditions, but this one was the exception. And then you don't get it. Or you've been working so hard at the craft, you've been networking, creating your own content, checking all the boxes and doing everything right, and yet nothing is happening for you. But your friend or romantic partner is having a hot streak right now, and you're so thrilled for them and truly happy for their success, but you feel conflicted over the clashing feelings of being happy for them and sad for yourself. So there's many other examples of artistic loss. I'm sure you guys can fill in the blanks there. But those are two of the ones that uh, I found are very, very, very common in in our lives and in in this business. Anyway, there are a lot of ways that you can choose to navigate through a period of artistic loss. Many of us choose to just ignore it altogether and bury it under more and more busy work. Others dwell on the loss for far too long and let it drag down their energy and motivation. Neither option is really the healthiest choice or conducive to continuing to kick ass in this business. So today, I present to you an alternative, a five-step process to recovering from artistic loss. So let's jump right in. Step number one is honor your feelings. It's really, really, really easy to fall into a wormhole of judgment when we experience artistic loss. You're upset about the loss, and then you feel stupid or ashamed for feeling upset about it, and so on and so on and so on. So I encourage you to take a step back, because step one is acknowledging what you're feeling and why without judgment. I think before you embark on this five-step process, you need to actively allow yourself to be okay with whatever it is that you're feeling, whatever's going to come up, whatever those dark, nasty little things that you don't like to acknowledge or admit that you're feeling or experiencing or qualities about yourself that you're not quite happy with. uh, You need to accept that those are going to come up and that those exist and that those are part of who you are. We all have darkness and light. And a lot of times during periods of artistic loss, we're seeing a little bit more of that darkness. Um, And I think in order to be able to move on from artistic loss and not only to move on, but to move on better, um, you need to be able to accept those things without judgment and without guilt. So that's step number one. I hope you guys are ready. Get rid of the guilt. Get rid of the judgment. Just let this shit happen to you. Okay. Step number two is take care of your heart. So what is going on in the heart during a period of artistic loss is really different from what's happening in your mind. Free yourself enough to give yourself that emotional release. And that can be whatever that means for you, as long as it is safe and and healthy. So that can be crying it out, play your moody, moody music, scream into your pillow, call a friend and complain, take it out on your gym punching bag. Whatever that healthy emotional release is, do it. Like schedule time in your calendar. Just freaking do it, guys, because you need to feel those feelings. And more importantly, get them out of your heart and out of your body. 
If you keep those feelings buried inside you because you think you have to or you want to, they'll just stay there and build up. And we don't need to keep those turbulent and negative emotions hanging around within us because I can guarantee you that they will get in the way of something else you care about, whether that's your relationships with your friends or your loved ones, whether that's your next creative project, your next audition. The longer that you keep those negative feelings pent up inside, the more likely they are to wreak havoc in other areas of your life that aren't even related to the artistic loss that put them there in the first place. You know, like the old saying goes, the quickest way out is through it. So pretend like this is a breakup with your high school love and emo it up. You feel me? Cool. So step number three is take care of your mind. Step three is all about taking care of your mental state. Those wild thoughts probably need some taming, right? Try dumping every single thought out on paper. Everything. I don't care if you think it's important or not important. You can sort through to find the relevant parts later. But right now, I just think it's important to see more tangibly what's going on up there in your brain instead of being dragged along on the roller coaster of your thoughts, right? I think we, we've all been in times um, where you realize, okay, I'm losing control right now. My thoughts are jumping from here to there and here to there and everywhere, right? And they're up and down and all over the place. And before you can even process one thought, you're on to the next one, right? So hopefully some of that was taken care of in step two when you're just getting all those emotions out. Um, I find that when I do that, my brain tends to calm down a bit. But in this moment, just scribble it down on a piece of paper or type it out on your laptop. And like I said, going back to point one, no judgment as you're doing this. I don't care how stupid it is. No one else is going to see it but you probably. So just get it out there because the more of that you can see, the more you can rearrange and analyze and um, sort through that later. So once you've word vomited all that junk, really take a look. What big themes and statements are jumping out at you? What might be the root of those items? What pieces of good advice and rules of the entertainment business that you know to be true, maybe your coach or your friend told you this really great piece of advice about handling this situation, but maybe in this moment, that doesn't really seem to be sinking in for you. Again, without judgment, make note of which of these thoughts are rational thoughts or irrational. If used correctly, breaking down these thoughts in this way can be a really valuable roadmap of self-reflection to help you see some areas you might need to work on or reorient your mindset on. Step number four is process and self-care. So I want you guys to light up the sage, light up the candles, put on some essential oils, wear your comfy clothes, brew a nice cup of tea or coffee, and allow yourself some time to process. Reflect on this experience of loss. As unpleasant as loss is, there is always something that you can learn from it if you choose to. Maybe it's about the business, maybe yourself, maybe both, but the worst thing you can do in this situation is not use it as an opportunity to learn and grow. In this time of self-care and healing, this is where those affirmations come into play. I highly suggest that you take some time to meditate and lean into your intuition and listen for what you really need in this moment. Typically, we know the answer already. We just need to listen for it. So create that space for yourself to heal, to rejuvenate, to revive, to rest. And I mean really rest. 
If that means, you know, not going out to that networking event that night and staying home and watching your favorite movie and recharging, do that. But I think a lot of times we get in the way of our own intuition for what we need. And especially during this process of loss um, and, and recovering from that loss, I think it's really important that you block out that time for healing and self-care so that you can come back and be awesome. So I want you to also create a list of affirmations for yourself during moments of artistic loss. And these can be really, really tailored to what you specifically need and what you struggle with. I want you to repeat each one of these affirmations three times, either in your mind or out loud. And you can also write these out and pin them somewhere that you'll see them every day if that's useful to you, like on your refrigerator or in your bathroom mirror or something like that. If you're not sure where to start with affirmations, I actually made an artistic loss affirmations freebie just for you. And it's free when you sign up for my email list. So you can actually sign up for that via the link in my bio um, on Instagram or through my website, alisonhazelden.com. So step number five is let it go and take action. So the final step in this artistic loss recovery process is actually two part. Now that you've made it through all of these steps, you got to let the situation go. And I know, I know (laughs) it's easier said than done, but most people don't give you four steps to do before this one. Most of the time we like to try to skip right to letting it go, but it should be much easier after all of this prep work you just did in the previous four steps. But if you do need a little bit of extra help with letting the situation go, Try visibly signifying this process by writing out what you need to let go on a piece of paper and safely burning or ripping it. And then, you know, you might want to repeat those affirmations again if this is a really hard step for you. So once you let all that bad shit go, I want you to take immediate positive action. I find that the best way to fill that artistic void you're experiencing is to get your butt moving into a new creative action. And that can be something as small as playing an instrument or drawing or creating a dream board or having a dance party, uh, diving into a new audition, writing that short film you've been thinking about or learning about a new creative endeavor. Don't let yourself stay in that creative void. Build something new. So, There are seasons for all things in this life, and that season could truly be as long as the actual season of winter, or it could be the difference between 30 minutes or an hour. It can feel really hard celebrating someone else's success when you feel so disappointed in your own situation, but know that you can be an encouraging friend in one moment and then go and have your season to feel your loss an hour later if that's what you need. I'd also encourage you not to load up on more, more, more of everything just to feel like you're busy. It might fill fill your schedule, but are those activities really filling you up creatively? Are they truly moving you towards your goals? I find that quality over quantity is really key when recovering from from an artistic loss. Finally, share what you're going through with your friends and family and romantic partners. There is no shame and feeling down or off your game, and getting that support from your team is vital to longevity in this business. They'll be better able to do that for you if they know what's going on with you. I know from my personal experiences, me expressing what I'm going through if I'm going through a period of artistic loss has made my team 
instantly rally around me and offer me support and love and all the things that I need. And it's helped me recover from that loss so much quicker than if I tried to just walk through it by myself. So that is it for today. Um, I hope that this five-step process for recovering from artistic loss was useful to you guys. Um, I'd love to know what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and if there's anything else that you've uh, tried that helps you recover from artistic loss. So please feel free to share that with me because I would love to you know, help more people with those ideas as well. I know that there are many, many ways to go through this kind of experience in life. And by no means is this one process the perfect, perfect thing for everyone, but hopefully it can be a gift to you and hopefully uh, some encouragement during a tough time. So that was our last episode of season two of It's a Slate of Mind. But don't you guys worry, you'll still be hearing from me in between seasons in the form of mini-sodes all winter long, releasing on a bi-weekly schedule on Mondays. You can also connect with me and other listeners over on Instagram at It's a Slate of Mind or on my personal account at Allison underscore Hazelden. I'll be sharing tools, tips, and resources for artists to better care for themselves emotionally and mentally over there. Until next time, I'm your host, Allison Hazelden. Well, friends, that's it for this week's episode of It's a Slate of Mind. I'm Allison Hazelden, and thank you for joining us. See you next time.